What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Not So Serious Podcast. I'm your host, OJ Feliciano. With me, as always, we have Luis Jimenez and Luis Serrano. Greetings. Hello. Yes. Hello. There you go. The day has come. Louis is back, finally. Yes. Louis is back after a long week of vacation. We, are asse- we have assembled here to talk about something you guys have been waiting for. Today, we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, and we're going to be giving our full spoiler review. And uh, yeah, I dropped my fidget toy that was helping me stay focused. And now I'm wasting time looking for it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. No, I need professionals. We're professionals. Yeah, it's not. It's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Two thousand. Yeah, not two thousand people, but uh, but two thousand times people have heard our podcast or anything like that. You know, we're not. Yeah, professionals. That is very true. You know, they, they, they have come to see this already every Monday, so... Yeah, that is true. Uh, if they come, they're, they're faithful, they're faithful. Okay, faithful. so guys, let's talk about this. Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I want to get a couple of things, you know, straight out of the bat, a couple of ground rules. Uh, I'm going to go first, then Louis, then Luis, because we all know that's the guy you guys are, wanna talk, uh, are waiting to hear, because mm-hmm. this man has some very interesting opinions. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay, so the ground rules. I'm going to refer, and I'm saying this as like to all of us, we're referring to this as the Snyder Cut, and Joss Whedon's we're going to call it theatrical version. That way there's no confusion. Right. And we, have, and we don't have to be saying Justice League so much in one video. Well, in one episode. Oh, is that the... So, let's get this show on the road. Look, so I'm going to give you a brief history on... What this and why this, you know, the the Snyder Cut came to be. So we all know that Zach had this whole plan, and this came back in 2017 when he was like, I'm gonna make a Justice League movie. And he was doing it, he was almost done. He was like, Okay, this movie's four hours long. Warner Brothers is up my ass, going like, You need to make this shorter. The runtime needs to be two hours, it can't be longer than that. It needs to be precisely two hours. So he was like, I have a camel. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Maybe I'll go into a... Now, maybe I'll make two movies out of this. Then, unfortunately, we all know what happened with his daughter. And he decided to leave the project. And Warner Brothers, instead of respecting that time, he went like, we need to finish this. Let's bring over a new director, Joss Whedon. And thus came the the theatrical cut which is basically Joss Whedon came in, he said, let's make this film two hours long. But instead yeah, of like keeping it at that, he was like... My bad. Essentially, him, what he did was, okay, so made it two hours, now let's start. Let me take these scenes out and put scenes that I want to do. Let's do some reshoots, and that's what we got. Not everyone was a fan of it, uh, I have to admit, upon my first watching of the theatrical release, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, I guess. It's different. The more I learned about the backstory and the more I watched it, I was like, this movie makes no fucking sense. And, you know, we all know what came out of that. And then the fans of Zack Snyder went like, let's make this film. Let's make it happen. Hashtag Snyderverse. Hashtag Snyder Cut. And people grew kind of tired of it because... Again, these are people who had no hope, and the people who were, you know, cheering our great man Zachary here, they did have hope. 
long story short, Zach got his opportunity. We got and we got the Snyder Cut, and that's what we're going to be talking about. My official review, which I never put on social media, I guess I'll do that someday, is nine out of ten. That is what I'm giving this film. I am really happy with how this film turned out. Came, you know, it was just amazing. Straight out of the bat, I'm going to point out like some of my favorite things about this new about this new film because that's essentially what it is. It is a completely new film. At least it, it is. It feels that way because we have a brand new tone that sticks through. There is no longer kind of forced type of jokes, and it fits with the back story that we've gotten so far from Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. With that said, what this film did for me was essentially make the other films make sense. It didn't make them better per se, because I'm still not a fan of Batman v Superman. I don't think I ever will I have major issues with that. Man of Steel, I can kind of rewatch and be like, okay, this is this is all right. This is watchable. But Man of uh, Batman v Superman, sorry, it's not happening. But this film was amazing. So it's four hours long. Yes, it is four hours long. I will say. It doesn't feel like it's four hours long. I rewatched the theatrical release the other day with my girlfriend, and that movie being two hours long felt longer than the four-hour film. And I know it's sort of exaggerating, but you know it feels like a drag because it it's both fast-paced, but at the same time the editing makes no sense, so you just get lost with the theatrical release. So Snyder Cut, what did I love about it? God, music was amazing. The story was a lot better. The character development, the character backstories were so fucking amazing. The tone shit of this film was just amazing. And again, the colors was really good. The aspect ratio, I did want to talk about this. A lot of people have been complaining, saying that, oh, why did he choose this aspect ratio? I don't get it. I don't see enough. I don't see there's You're not showing me much. So obviously, this is an artistic choice. Um, directors don't pick a one, a one, three, three, one aspect ratio for the fun of it because oh it looks cool no it's because in this case zach wanted to show more of in that in that aspect so you get to have more in the up upper parts of your scene and in the lower parts this helps a lot with um camera angles um especialmente los, los angulos que son picado y contrapicado which essentially help you you know, it's like a lower angle and then an upper angle. Those are shown a lot better, in my opinion, with this type of aspect ratio. So I was really happy with that. Um, honestly, that's it. The villain, it was, dude, I, I'm watching the, the Snyder Cut with, Ray, with my girlfriend as well. And she's like, wow, I actually felt for this villain. It's like, yeah, you do, because you actually feel bad. You feel sad for this villain, but you understand, like, because again, you understand what he's been going through. And it's fucking fascinating. Again, I'm just, I just really liked what he did. And I'm, I guess I'm happy that he got a chance to, you know, show us his vision. I'm not mad that it's four hours long. I'm, I know a lot of people are, are annoyed about the slow-mo. It can be a little draggy at sometimes, but I know what he's trying to do. Slow-mo works to anticipate a moment. So it's not for you to focus on what's going on essentially. And that's at that moment, it's for you to be ready to what's, for what's going to be coming after that slow-mo. But dude, that and battle scene was amazing. The Superman scene was amazing. I really like when he came in. It would have been nice to see him, you know, kind of interact with the team a little bit more, but it's okay. 
uh, the cyborg story was amazing and heartbroken. Like it literally, it was beautiful. My favorite part of the whole like film was that third part, which was essentially just cyborg overlord. And I was like, jam, this is beautiful. I think that's pretty much it. I know it's kind of like, it's still sort of spoiler free. I guess we'll eventually banter, which you guys can comment on this as well. You don't have to just let me talk by myself. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, like uh, what you just said right now about Cyborg. Cyborg, in my opinion at most, if someone, if someone was to tell me if I had to choose who's the main character throughout the whole film, I would say it's Cyborg. Like, Ray Fisher, for me, just steals the show. It like, really does. I look back at Joss Whedon's, like, Justice League, and, like, it's, like... He's the one who gets less camera time. He gets the less camera time, and, like, uh, some, like you know, four hours, you do get to flesh everyone out a lot more. Yeah, and they that's... really do have, like, you know, more of a connection. Whereas, like, you know, I don't even remember Cyborg having much dialogue with, like, even Aquaman in the first uh, cut of the film in 2017. Uh, he, and everyone else, honestly, if there's something I genuinely did never liked about... Joss Whedon's Justice League is how mainly Batman. Batman's supposed to be like the the pillar that holds all this together because he's the one that like you know unites the team. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of sums up to be a babbling idiot in sometimes. Yeah. Like I think back at the scenes when like you know he tries to recruit Arthur, and t- that, he's that just scene like, in particular. It just yeah, you're right. They completely take out that mural thing. I just love how in this scene, like in this um, in Snyder's cut, we don't find out. Like at least Batman doesn't find out about the invasion up until like half of the of the second act. Well, the second yeah. part. My bad. And, and like, it's it's we're, we're all discovering it with them. Like another thing is that like you know. If I remember, there's this scene in the original film where, like, uh, Batman, like, questions himself in a sense. Like, he goes to Arthur and he's just like, you can talk to fish, right? Like, can, can you talk to fish? Yeah, I just, like, a... for me, like, I, I don't even want to sound like the biggest Batman fan because, like, I love Batman a lot. I really do. Like, he's one of my fucking That's favorites. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, you just always got to expect him to be the one that knows the most in the room. So for him to not know if Arthur can like speak to fish, I'm just like, Doug, why are you making me yeah. question it? You should you should know how everyone in this room works and how to neutralize them. And the fact exactly. that you probably don't, you come off as a fucking idiot. I love how you bring out like your fa- one of your favorite characters because in my case, my favorite character of the DC, of DC is the Flash, and I really hated how in the in the theatrical release. He was made a goofball. I didn't mind that because I know the Flash in the comics and in the cartoons, he is a very funny guy. He's mainly used as the comic relief. And I am okay with that. Again, I love that about him. But if he felt so underused, a lot of, a lot of characters in the theatrical 
release felt underused. In this one, every single character gets their backstory. And yeah. they all, like, it shows you how if any of these characters wasn't in this final fight, this wouldn't have happened. And it shows so well when we see that explanation of, um, of a Wonder Woman telling them, it's like, oh, so telling Bruce, like, the backstory of Darkseid, like, what happened, the war, how everyone came together, and it kind of builds up the fact that they have to do the same thing. It's like, okay, yeah, they're essentially the new gods. They, ba they basically, you know, it's, you see that scene, and you're like, oh, my God, this is exactly what these guys have to do, but by themselves. And it's fascinating. And I love how we have that tunnel fight scene. And it kind of shows how they're still sort of like, okay, we do have a plan, but then we kind of derive from it because we don't, we don't know how to work as a team yet. So they sort of still do good and they work as the team, but not to like perfection. But then by the final battle, everyone is doing their, their, their thing. Everyone's working together and it's beautiful. We get that amazing freeze frame of all of them sort of reminded me of Age of Ultron, admittedly, but it looked amazing. I really, really loved that shot. It was so beautiful. And as I was, was, I, as, as I was saying, that's what started my train of thought, my favorite character being the Flash. In the DC Universe, this moment when the motherboard, the, the motherboard explodes, the mother box, in my bad, I said motherboard, I'm sorry, the mother boxes explode. And we see the Flash literally hold his hand up and freeze. It kind of looks like he's entering the, the Speed Force, but he's technically just, you know, I'm still here. Everything around me is basically moving. And that little, like, the, what he says, it's like, okay, time to, it's, it's, uh, you got to run fast as you ever can, uh, faster than you ever have. You got to break the rule. You got to, you know, basically break the time. You got to do it now, Barry. I love that because he's still seen as a rookie as a rookie superhero in this film and that's perfectly fine but i'm glad that they took away that scene where he, he like batman gives him a little speech before battle like just save one just save one and you'll know what to do like don't give me that bullshit man oh like, now that you now that you get on that topic real quick uh something joss whedon tends to do in all his films and i'll never for the life of me understand why is his camera will highlight or focus a lot on a specific character in the background. A good example, uh, Avengers 1, there was the waitress girl uh, in New York while in the battle. Like, you see a lot of shots pan on her, and you're like, is she important? And she kind of is. There is a deleted scene with her and Cap. In Avengers mm -hmm. Age of Ultron, there's another woman with her son, and the camera highlights on her a lot. She's not important. She's never seen again. Yeah. Uh, and well, yeah. In defense of Whedon, in those movies, it worked because it shows like it's a bit of an establishing shot, given the fact that what's happening on the ground. But they're quick. The problem with what he did in Justice League is that he gave that family a lot of screen time unnecessarily you they didn't even, you didn't even need the family i don't i don't no get... you did i i no, no i i i agree you didn't need it but like it worked on avengers and age of ultron because they were quick 
it was like a reaction shot to what's going on outside. Like we're not forgetting that human aspect. No, yeah, well, we have superheroes battling with aliens. That's cool, but what the fuck is going on with civilians? He gives us a little bit of that, and that's cool. His mistake in Justice League was to give us so much of it that it led to nothing. In Zack Snyder's, this isn't a thing. This doesn't exist. Like, there's no people. There's he goes to an abandoned place, and it's literally abandoned. That's why he's able to get away with all of the fucking thing without anyone in the world noticing because that place has been abandoned for fucking years. And uh, I just love, man. I, I love, really, I really did love this film. I can't, I can't believe I haven't talked about, I haven't talked about Steppenwolf yet or Dark Side. Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep having this banter between me and Louis because I feel like, I mean, I know he feels somewhat similar to me. Like we have a pretty much familiar train of thought with what we feel for this film. Luis is just on mute. He's going to start bombarding us after when it's his turn. We're having him up on the low key. Yeah, we're having exactly. We're like, okay, okay. So, Louis, uh, again, between us, what did you think about Steppenwolf? Because honestly, personally, I, he looked amazing. His eyes were a lot more, it, it showed more emotion. His armor looked amazing. And him overall just looked, his story, like, we could feel for this guy. You could tell he wants to go back. To, you know, to, to, to Dark Side. And quick backstory for those of you who don't know Steppenwolf is Dark Side's uncle. Yeah. Which is why he betrays him because he feels like, okay, why am I following my nephew when I am, you know, I'm more, I'm like, he has this sense of seniority and that's what happens. He, he essentially betrays Dark Side and that's why he's in this kind of trying to redeem himself. But after. He, that first conversation with Assad, where he goes, <laughs> Rocky, Poppy, we've talked about this. Your he wants opinions, to talk about Dark Side. And your opinions matter. I will tell them. I will tell them what you told me. Promise. Okay. So he's very happy that, okay, I'll tell them right now. So he's happy that the Flash gave the dogs hot dogs because, you know, I do the same thing with him. So he felt identified. That's what he wanted to say. It's a good Thank scene, you, I'm not going to lie. Uh, that is a good that, scene. That is an amazing scene. Thanks, Rocky. Good job. You're part of the podcast, too. Good job. <coughs> okay. Thank you, they Rocky. get it. <laughs> a little controversial, but I get it. Come on, Bobby. I'm recording. We're trying to be professionals here. So, it's, um, so we see that after that first conversation with Assad, where he tells them that, you know, you still have a lot of work to do before you can, like, talk, even talk to Darkseid. So once Dasad leaves, you can tell that he has a little bit of like hate still towards Darkseid in a way. He's un rencor. He holds he holds a grudge over the fact that you know I still can't believe I'm working my ass off just to get my nephew's approval again. So that's why Steppenwolf and Darkseid are very interesting. Their relationship. Darkseid looked amazing as fuck. I love how I love how he literally looks at them at the end of the scene when they chop off Steppenwolf's head. And he's just there looking at them through the portal, not even trying to engage. He's like, all right, you guys wait. He says, that's pretty much it. He's like, you guys wait. And then there goes that. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, and I think this is going to be my final thing. So at the end, the epilogue, I loved that final nightmare sequence scene. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, multiple timelines. No, that's not the case. So what's going on is, this is the future. 
This is literally what's going to happen. And I love that conversation between Batman and the Joker. Look, I'm not saying, ooh, we need to get Jared Leto as the Joker again, but this type of acting, this, this, this conversation we had between Jared Leto's, Jared Leto's Joker and Batman was some of the best, in my opinion, that we've seen. I'm not counting um, Heath Ledger's I, Joker. Yeah. I'm not counting him. Um, just to rephrase, I'm comparing him to like other scenes we've seen Jared Little, Jared, Jared Little's Joker with Batman. Just to clarify, okay, like between yeah. them two, this is definitely the best we've seen, and I like this little conversation they've had. Um, I love that nightmare sequence. I love the fact that every, essentially everything makes sense for the future that Zach wanted, and it, obviously that's the point because he had this whole plan and they never one of us never allowed him to to show this but now he he did and i'm very happy with what he did i'm proud and that's pretty much it i just wanted to clarify that you know that scene is not not the not an alternate timeline it is simply the future and it's going to happen and i hope we see it in justice league 3 which is that should be justice league 3 if they ever get made justice league 2 and justice league 3 i really want to see these films can't wait so, Louie, yeah. we're up to you, essentially. What's your rating for this film? Oh, instantly just jump into the rating for me? Yeah, bro. Start from the rating. And then I, tell us about why. I rated it on my Twitter. And I look back and I'm like, was this too high a rating? What did you give it? I gave it an 8 out of 10. Wow, I give it a 9. And you're saying if yours was just a little bit too high, okay? Because, like, like it's it's like this movie's great. Like, I like if someone was to ask me, oh, which do you prefer, like the theatrical cut or like the director's cut? And I'm like, oh no, like I I have to go with Zach's. Like this movie is, it's long, it's four hours, uh, and I could immediately say that there are some unnecessary scenes and a lot of unnecessary slow mo. There's moment. There's just stuff that I'm like. I want to see this movie again, but edited and cut in certain <laughs> in certain bits because there are certain scenes that I, I just feel are just aren't necessary. And I'm like, we don't. This doesn't have to be this long. Like, I get the direction we're going at. I get like what this is leading up to. Like, just let's keep moving. Um, some bits I enjoy to the point that I that you could keep. Anything with Silas and Victor is just so good. It fleshes him out so well that for the ending, when Silas actually dies, like, I genuinely feel something. Like, when Victor sees him die, I'm like, fuck. I love how how his death wasn't in vain either. Like, he had a purpose. He heated the mother box. And we find this out later on. It's like he, he superheated that mother box so that they could track it. So even his death was like, man, he did this so he could save the world in a way. That was because he knew his son would would be able to know that. It's it's beautiful. I also like the change in the score, especially for like characters like Wonder Woman. Like anytime Definitely. Diana or an Amazon is on screen, you just hear that like you just hear this theme, and I, like I don't dislike it. Like it's a very good theme. It just feels. Exactly, Rocky. It feels like 
gaudy. Like, the gaudy is not a word. It, it, it feels like godly. Like, you feel like, oh, yeah, like, you have the weight of, like, Wonder Woman on screen because she's a god. The Amazons are gods. So, like, you're in awe. And it's it's just super good. And to what you said about Steppenwolf, I don't even remember what his purpose was in the theatrical version. Oh, I'll tell you right now. His yeah. purpose was to essentially have this weird fucking foursome with the three mother boxes because all he could say was, Mother, oh, mother, how I've missed you. You are not worthy to touch mother. That's pretty much all he says. Yeah. Mother. I don't know He's just what an Joss obsession was thinking. The mother box. I don't know what Joss was thinking removing Darkseid because the plot of Steppenwolf trying to redeem himself and prove himself worthy to Darkseid it's, it's by retreating. It's so simple yet so effective. And it actually makes Darkseid fit into the plot well without overcrowding it. Like, you know he's the big chief, and there's a second in command. You have that with the sod, and Mm -hmm. it just makes it more impactful. Like, like Steppenwolf has to talk to the sod and be like, yo, the sod, please, like, show him that, like, you know, I'm doing this. So when he finally gets to the two mother boxes and is close to the third, when the sod's just like, I'm out, he's going to talk to you. And Darkseid shows up, I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, exactly. You feel that. You feel it. And, like, because, you know, like, Steppenwolf has so much respect for him. Like, he's clearly trying to prove himself worthy. He kneels mm-hmm. down. And, like, even when Darkseid's just like, yo, I have laid waste to, like, a mi- 100,000, like, planets. And, like, uh, he's just so chilling. Like, he's just a fucking force, man. And, like, to have him in the end, the final shot when, like, you know, Steppenwolf fails... And like like anyone with a plan, he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's just like, yeah, like, like you were useless from the start. And he just like locks eyes with the league. Ooh, yeah, I love that scene. I love yes. that scene. That's that chef's kiss. That's that that's that yes. good good. That's like that good good. And then when the socks so, just like, I told you Steppenwolf would fail, and he's like, Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I knew it. Let's go back to that dark, like the old ways, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna get bad, which we see we see it go bad. Um, because we go back towards it. Um, I wanted to say again, I, I don't know why I kept it so like short, but that Superman scene, like when he comes back, I don't know why Joss wanted to replace that epic not impressed with the I'm a big fan of justice. It's so Why would you think that that would be better than him literally stopping an axe that we've seen kill almost every other character in this world? Him just literally like nothing and just look at him go like, not impressed. I'm like, yes. Like, like, like this movie made me love this sort of like serious toned Superman. I love him now. Like, I really do. I was like, this is amazing. This guy's such a fucking badass. It's so well done because, I like, of course, we saw the theatrical version with Joss's version. And, you know, Superman's supposed to come. But when that scene happened, I had forgotten. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Cyborg's about to die. And then Soup just lands in the way. I, I was like, oh, that was so well done. That was, so, that was amazing. It was really, really well done. 
So I'm interested, actually, and I'm, and I'm probably going to change topics here real quick, but I'm interested in knowing what you found, uh, essentially, like, what... What did I not like? Not what you didn't like, because you pretty much told, told us already. It's, okay, what scenes you would take out? Uh, honestly, just off the bat of my head, and take out but also rewrite and fix all the scenes with Martian Manhunter. I just feel they don't fit correctly, and especially the finale scene, because it's just so quirky and goofy. uh, Here's where I do agree with you, but I would just take out that last scene. That was a a, a brand new scene. He, 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 He had that scene added later. The one with Martha, that was always on the storyboards. The reason he did it was as a little bit of an Easter egg. That was just to like have fans super hyped. And that was it. He wasn't supposed to show up again up until like the second film. So the reason he put him in there like that was just for that. It was just that one scene. And I feel like if you would have left it at that, I would have been like, that's amazing. Having him come back at the end, uh, I, w- I would have taken that out. But the reason that scene exists is because that is Zach's message to the people. It's him saying, you know how Batman tells him, okay, oh, well, you know, I just did it to fix something that was wrong, fix a mistake of mine. So he's acknowledging the fact that, you know, Joss Whedon really ruined his, his vision and he's never and that he's never really had a chance to show his vision. So he's fixing that by giving us his film. That's what that last scene represented. Do I believe it needs to stay there? Fuck no. You can take that out and it's totally fine. But I, w- I would keep the first scene where we see Martian Manhunter. I feel it could have been rewritten to where the point like, okay, he's always shape-shifting as a general. I can't remember his name, but like he's always shape-shifting into the general. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a shot of the general going back to his apartment or his house, wherever he lives, shape-shifting into the Martian Manhunter and encountering Batman. Not Bruce Wayne, Batman. And I'm going to rip something straight out of like um, Justice League New Frontier, I think it's called, the movie. Because the scene is so fucking great. I, I love it so much. Where Batman goes to recruit uh, John Jones and he tells him how like, hey... Uh, I've had a close eye on you. I've studied you and I know where you're from. I know what you are and I see you to be an ally and I would like you to recruit you, but make no mistake. eh, If I find out, you know, you cannot be trusted. I have loads of kryptonite to take down the Kryptonian for you. I just need a box of matches and just like leave being like, we'll keep in touch and just disappear. Like, like when, when I first saw that in The New Frontier, like, I didn't repeat it verbatim, but he does threaten him like that. When I first saw mm-hmm. that, I was like, that's that Batman shit. That's that yeah, Batman. Yeah, that would be. Well, just the being the... Is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The thing is that in this universe, we've established that Batman isn't that, like, super... I mean, he's badass, but he's pretty old. So he's, like, pretty much done with most of this shit. Yeah, he really is. He, he And... The reason no one has actually seen, obviously, the Martian Manhunter is because we all know that he's technically someone who hides. Clearly, he's a shapeshifter, but he doesn't want anyone to know that he exists. Like, him showing himself to Batman was, like, a way of him being like, look, I saw what you guys did, and 
essentially I'm ready to be a part of, I'm ready to, to help the world now. God, like, I don't want to sound like one of those like Batman, like, eh, like, cause like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. You can voice out your opinions. It's a safe space. I, it's a safe space. No, I just, I just don't want to sound like a Batman dick writer is pretty much. Cause like, I don't, I'm always one of those people that complains of like, I hate when people are like, Oh, Batman can do anything. Batman knows everything. And I'm like, yeah, like if he had prep time, like sure, but like on the spot, Superman mm-hmm. can like just wipe him out. But I'm I'm gonna like, you know, be a hypocrite of my own and just say that like I feel if anyone was to know that Martian Manhunters exist, it would be Batman. He like I don't like, think he, he would I, I just mean, feel like well, how could he if he just found out there was an alien ex- uh, invasion like a few minutes ago? Because he's Batman. I, I can't believe I'm saying that. I hate that I'm saying that. I literally do. You Fuck should, you, like... because it's like, if, if that was the case, then you're like, okay, then he should have known about the, the, the parademons and all that shit, you know? This is like, oh, yeah. Like Diana explaining, he's like, I know the story. Don't worry. I know the story. I take it Batman. Like Batman. <laughs> but anyways, what other scene would you, like, take out? Uh... Nah, dude, this is a four-hour movie. Like, I have you're gonna make me like just think out like the whole four hours. I thought, how does this movie even start? Here's okay. So here's the interesting thing because I also agreed like, oh, you know, maybe you can like shave some things, shave some things out of this film, make it maybe three hours, three hours long, like you know, two hours thirty, maybe three hours long. I settled for three three hours long and be like, okay. But then I sat down and like, what could you take out? And there's a couple of scenes that I remember that I would take out. I don't. I didn't re- write them down. I wanted to, but I forgot because I wanted to talk this with some of my um, my uh, college friends. Where like, okay, how would you, how would I re-edit this, or how would I restructure this to make it a three-hour film at least, so that it was doable for movie theaters. But the thing is, I can't think of it that way. It, the reason I don't complain about the four hours is because this is basically HBO gave Zach like no limits in timing so that he could tell the best story he ever could. And whether it would have been two hours, three hours, four, five, I don't care if it was been like a little mini series, I wouldn't have cared because there's nothing better than a director having the opportunity to tell his story. Like, there are so many things that a director can't do when it comes to his, to their projects that I genuinely was just happy he could give me this because I know, again, I'm studying this. I know how hard it is to explain characters. I know how hard it is to have backstories. Most of the time, you have fucking information for characters that never make the screen that they're important because the actor needs to know how this act character is. So you're talking about like little, okay, let's say I'm writing Louie, right? He's my character for my story. And I'm like, okay, where was he born? What are his parents like? Are any, are any of his siblings dead? What are, what are his grades? What does he like to do in his free time? What's his favorite type of music? So what kind of style does he have? What style doesn't he, he, doesn't he like? Is he into boys? Is he into girls? Is he into both? Has he been with a, with a boy or a girl? What, what way does he like to brush his hair? Is he, does he have OCD? Like, you can have full pages of just she, like little character sheets that go on forever. And most of the time, none of these things ever make it to the screen because they're not important in a way, but, in a, but they also are. 
So you need to build worlds that are massive on paper, but only make a fraction of it go to the screen. That's why having characters, character arcs are so hard, especially for superhero movies, because again, you can easily make like, oh yes, he's good guy, this guy villain, haha. But you need to give them enough character development for you to understand. So I'm not mad at these four hours. And I, I do find it hard to like take things out of it because that's exactly what ruined Zack's other films. I'm not saying this is Zack's green light to make every film four hours, and, and that wasn't his plan. He made a four-hour story that he planned on you doing two films of. And I'm pretty sure if he would have stuck around and he committed two hours, it would have still made sense. But I'm happy that we got to see the four hours because you get to see every single thing about one each and every one of these characters. I just cannot wait to see what Luis like says about all this. Because, like, straight out of the bat, scenes that I would, like, personally be like, okay, as a, as a normal person, not a, not a fucking filmmaker, as a normal, regular guy who pays a ticket and watches a movie at a theater, I would cut out, um, shit, I would have made the Flash's scene with Iris maybe a little bit quicker. It wouldn't have yeah. taken that long. I, I would have cut out the Aquaman going to see Volko scene even though i really like that scene uh it's just exposition for like aquaman even though exactly obviously we've already seen aquaman yeah Yeah, but again this so sack didn't make this film for this age he just fixed the film that came out in 2017 that's what uh, people also need to realize Actually, like, I actually didn't mind the piece for Aquaman. I was like, oh, no, yeah. I didn't. This- I didn't. But I'm thinking here, like, as a normal filmmaker, how, what would I take out? Okay, I would take that. I, I, would, t- I would have taken that out, uh, the uh, Iris and Flash scene. Not taking it out, but made it a li- little bit more, more, more fast. Um, God, it's just so hard to cut scenes. Okay, the scene where Bruce is, like, Going up fifty different mountains, I would have just made that a little bit quicker. But again, oh, that's that's yeah, a scene again, I would have removed. Yeah. Where like the 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 Icelandish people are like singing that song to chant. Okay, for so Uncle I would have I would have taken that out as well. But I also love what it shows. Here's the thing: taking all of these things out would have been like, okay, cool, yes. But at, now that I saw it, it's really hard for me to take them out. Because the reason that they're chanting so much and the reason we don't see Aquaman throw himself in the water and see a fucking boom jet stream the way the theatrical version showed us is because these people don't know he's the Aquaman. They don't see him as a hero. They actually see him as a god. With their whole Norse um, religion and everything, they, they're singing to a god. They're idolizing him, not because they know he's Aquaman. That's why the, the chief goes like, oh, we're... We're poor and not stupid. Because to them, this random man coming out of the water is just one of their, like, it's a a gift from their gods. That's what that chanting basically means. And that's what we just see Aquaman disappear instead of jump in the fucking water. 
So again, that's why I'm interested in knowing what scenes you would take out because they're probably the same ones I thought of getting out, but I'm explaining why it, I don't want to do it anymore. I have to keep on thinking because, like, it's a four-hour movie. <laughs> uh... You know, there are some just... point... yeah. There are short shots that I'm like, we don't need this much exposition. I'm only just now thinking of like all the moments where like we just have alone time with Lois, and like we get it. Like I, I like you get it. Like it could it could just be done different if they want to reshoot it differently. Like she misses Superman. I I do enjoy the scene of her talking with Martha. Like. Yeah, that's a beautiful scene. Again, the thing it, is, yeah, this movie didn't show much of Lewis. The other film did. The, the theatrical scene release did show more Lewis. This one, the only reason it shows us Lewis at the beginning was to like, so that we can understand why she would be there the day that they were, uh, they were going to like revive Superman. It wasn't chance. This is something she regularly does. Fine. You see, like, I, it's like that's every every shot here makes sense. It's like it's really hard for me to take take it out, but I feel like we can take we can let Luis take the floor now. He's been oh, quiet yeah, for way too long. He has approximately twenty minutes to tell us what he has. So I'm gonna give him it's, thirty. It's his time to come loose. It's your time to come loose. We will be commenting. At least I will, not to defend it, just to have banter because that's the that's why people come to see our podcast. Go ahead, Luis. The floor is yours. So you have the mic. Go, go, go. Literally, go, go. literally I have the mic. I have it right here. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, that you made it this far. I'm so grateful that you stuck through my banter and through my discussion towards Zachary Edward Snyder for the past year since we've been doing this podcast. We haven't mentioned him a lot, but we have mentioned, especially when uh, the the... Um, official announcement of the existence of a Snyder Cut and I was very adamant, I was very uh, curious but also disgusted at the fact that a couple of nerds and I will call them as such because some of them are just that and just anyone that was so adamant about this guy's somewhat good track record as a director went on Twitter for the past four years and just decided to make a hashtag because, sure, just like a GoFundMe, it can sometimes work. And it did. It did. So, after almost four years, a lot of discussions around the internet surrounding its existence, him kind of just brushing it off. I was like, yeah, I had it. I just, you know, just waiting until the big boss tells me to do. And then said big boss kind of just said, yo, man, like, we kind of need to do something about DC kind of been fucking up and I, I i think you were right about some things so why not give you this platform that we're going to be using called hbo max and have you kind of rebrand justice league like your own so um he's like i bet got some content and wouldn't you know they actually did not for what i've been told and internet and then just like the the behind the scenes of it, they didn't really limit him. They really just said, hey man, balls, balls deep, you know, give us everything you got. And they gave us four hours and two minutes of his entire vision of what Justice League was supposed to be. 
Um, I think the, uh, like, not most, but some people, whether they were reviewers or just people on the internet, este, you know, we were, we were ready to just, lamp, like, lampoon and bust a lot about what can sack fuck up. I was one of them. I was just like, <laughs> a fuego. Let's see what the little twink has in store. You know, he's been like, like contemplating whether to show it off to the world. Like, man, this is my comeback, my time to shine. And I was like, I bet. Because if you are not shining, bro, I'm going to make it even more shiny for you. And in the wrong places. So, I, you know, I was, I was, wow. that was my train of thought moving in. I barely saw any trailer or any anything related i saw the first one porque i wanted to see what like one different sentía because again i was under the impression that this movie was just 2017 but add in two more hours and upon you know first literally first uh play when we hit that that play button that took like two minutes because it kept refreshing and loading we finally saw the <laughs> we finally saw the first uh, scene, and it wasn't uh, as the original. And right off the bat, I was getting uh, intrigued by it because coming in, I was like, "Okay, this is just some scenes sprinkled in, and and it's just the same typical um, movie." And he'll probably dial down the the color because he hates color for some goddamn reason. Because everything is moody for him. And I said, okay, pues esto es básicamente la película, pero vamos a bajarle el hue. Pero no, like, you know, the, the intro uh, of this movie is just, you know, it's almost like BBS. Remember BBS? All right, this is how we're going to start it because that is the focal point of this entire movie. And it's... True, I it's, totally it's, forgot to mention that. And then, yeah, you know, it's, the it's, it's, it. it's Doomsday and Batman uh, in that scene when they kind of, like, basically um, impale each other. Como que... They sepuku each other basically, and uh, Superman yells, which to I don't think he did in BBS. And I know he got struck, but I don't think he did. You know, he didn't really do any, just kind of like collapse and shit. So this one's interesting. I mean, no, no, he, did, he yells, he did but yell, not like for that long. Yeah, he did. Oh, okay, yell. okay, but see, what I saw, no matter what, I'm but see, and esta was like a. Como que te está reiterando ya, cabrón, le duele con cojones. Y yo, yeah, yeah, I can, I can tell, basically. So, um, upon that, I was getting... My mood was starting to change. But I dije, okay, so right off the bat, this man just alters this entire the movie in just five minutes. Or just in the first shot. Este... So, it runs typically as the same. Just adding more scenes. Um, more context. He took down so many goddamn bad jokes like i knew like from the get-go just how yeah okay that was a, a just whedon um involvement more than a sack snyder because i never saw Zack as a funny man anyways so esa mierda de batman saying so i hear you talk to fish to arthur was just so just whedon he maldita sea this isn't avengers you dumb fuck so i knew right off the yeah. okay esto es, this is a just whedon thing mm -hmm. The dialogue seemed more cohesive, more, um, you know, something what Bruce would say. I think a lot of things that, that there were a lot of misses and, and my initial thought of 2017 version was why are they joking when, the li when life is pretty much in danger? 
You know what I'm saying? Como yeah. que habían veces que decían, ellos están bromeando como si nada, como si esto es un cabrón a la esquina que quiere hacer algo malo en, la, en el bloque. And I'm like, no, man, this is like life-altering consequences, man. Like, like, act like it. So in this one, it's como yeah. que very serious. Bruce. It's funny, and I'm gonna interpret, it's sí. funny how you say like, oh, you hated the context, but ironically, the things that were funnier and like in 2017, the things that were funny were actually the Zack Snyder jokes. And then when you watch when you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's it's still like because again, it's the type of humor you would find in this type of scenario. And that's why it's so good. I think some of it también tiene que ver con que they didn't want it to make everyone a comedic character, which I thought that's just really wanted that everyone had a joke. Like uh, uh, mm -hmm. I was watching a cosmonaut at the YouTube video. Who, by the way, I'm kind of gonna retake some of his thoughts because I saw it today, and I kind of agree with some of it to what I, what my review. And he was saying about you know he enjoyed the fact that the jokes that didn't land, J Sack uh, uh, just threw him off because one it wasn't his, and two it didn't make fucking sense. I forgot. Exactly. I completely, I completely forgot that there was an actual scene where um, Aquaman has the lasso or he sits on a lasso and he keeps saying bullshit yeah. shit to Wonder Woman. Yo, why was Joss so adamant to add this? This had no other sense other than, oh, yeah. Arthur's saying some nice stuff about Diana. I know, say que carajo, yo. Oh, it doesn't also matter. Also, the scene where like Flash like trips and like he lands on Diana's like boobs, it's like that's not so necessary. unnecessary. So it's unnecessary. so unnecessary. There's so many unnecessary jokes. Que, thank God, que, but Zach kind of, I kind of agree with him and said this isn't funny like at all. This doesn't make a grown man laugh. This is just cringe. Get get the shit away and from me. Think, and to think that oh, um, Joss, uh, when we didn't suggested that scene. Gal Gadot was like, I'm not doing this at all. And he kept insisting. And she was like, uh, you keep asking, I'm out. And he was like, all right, fine. So he just talked to her stunt, uh, her st uh, stunt double. And he had the scene made with her stunt double. I did not know that. Wow. That's, so That's even worse, God, to even think about. That's just, well. You're very welcome. Hey, man, you know, you know um, this, can God, this, this can basically be uh, what I thought was a... Jack's, uh, Zack Snyder slander. We're basically returning this into just, just Whedon slander, which I'm not. Which hey, I'm fine with it. I'm done. I'm it. fucking. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm fine yeah. with it. I I don't want to miscredit him. Again, he's a dick though. He's but a dick. you know, I don't like being. I don't like being an asshole. Right, to right. But you know what? Fuck it. He deserves it. He's a he's a fucking sexist, racist piece of shit. Hey. So so I'm going so back, but uh, I going back to just a racist and just sexist. Um. You can see that Zack really wanted to emphasize the Cyborg um, plot hole that the original had because Cyborg's initial thought was, so I'm Cyborg and I have a box and this box, we need to do something about it. So he's just there for the convenience and I'm talking about the theatrical one. In this one, they flesh him out more. However, here's where I'm going to go, I guess, nitpick and one of my... Not flaws, but I'm going to get my initial thought process about this. 
it's funny to me that we needed 45 minutes of a, of a six-parter, mind you, dedicated mostly on one initial character that was omitted entirely in the movie when in reality he was in the theatrical one. It's almost like Cyborg wasn't in the 2017 one other than just the final scene, him explaining the box's origins, he tenemos que hacer para revivir a Superman, and why he's Cyborg or something like that. That's it. You know, there's no other... Can you repeat that? Okay, Cyborg's 2017 theatrical vision was he's Cyborg, so they show you who he is, he's a mierda. Very bland explanation about him. Then he has the box, he meets Diana, he comes back and he says, yo, so there's someone, so my dad got sequestrado. We need to find him. We need to find him. And like, I bet. Join us. Then he joins the Justice League porque pues el país estaba en danger, so obviously he would go ah, with, yes, yes, you yes, know? Yes. And then mm-hmm. he's with the Justice League porque he's like, but I mean, with them I can find out how to do something with this box. But then in this one, and in, in, in Zack Snyder's, they show me more about him as a character, not just a piece <laughs> of metal. See, mano, because... <laughs> Maldita sea, like, I, have, I cannot understand porque we didn't, didn't look at this and said, Mano, esto es bueno, esto es interesante, because I, I, you know, people haven't seen Cyborg in this type at of, all. in this type of um, scenario, because we, we've, yeah, yeah, we've seen Teen Titans, but sure, he's from the Teen Titans, but Cyborg as a character, him looking at that, porque carajo el hijo no, es tan importante, porque, what else should I put this in this movie? And I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it really is frustrating. And no one gets it. I still don't. I still don't. Like, you see, mainly, like watching, like when I watch, I was I watching both films. I'm like, and especially watching the Saxon, I'm like questioning myself, like why would Whedon take this out? I get the whole like two hour thing, but ironically, he took out some of the best stuff. Yeah, he like really there, did. There, like, there's certain things that you're like, okay, I get why, you know, I get it. It's like two hours. Maybe this seems like it's not important. This seems a little bit dragged out. I get it. But my guy, to take <laughs> out some of the most important character arc that it basically you're taking away the heart of the fucking film. Yes. But that's enough for me. Go. Can you continue, man? Thank you. Este, pero sí. Um... Okay, they basically gave him a love letter to not only Cyber but just to Ray Fisher in general for with part three for mm-hmm. part three. Porque, again, we can basically have talked about how, how do you trim it from four to maybe three and a half. You can trim some scenes, either some slow-mo or some stuff. But como quiera, I think the essence will still be there. I don't think the the, the movie was long as fuck. I mean Lo único que siempre voy a decir es que you can say shit in two hours, even Selke, you have a, a complete beginning, middle, and end. I think the two hours were really just Zach's explanation on, on not just the movie, but I felt it was the universe of the DCU. Porque all I was thinking about, and even watching it again today, the hey, Zach took two hours of his film, o sea, lo que, lo que tenía contenido, and just he redirected it for people to say, meeting, this is what I wanted to do. And he kind of just gave us como que más backstory o más contenido que tú, que, que sería bueno para un potential sequel here and there, or what I was setting up for, for 
for this universe that I was wanting to to make. So that was nice. I just think about, you know, four hours kind of asking people to come work at, like, literally care a lot of content for four hours and have the pacing of a cohesive story. Because sometimes tenías que tirarte para atrás and just have people talk to you about some stuff that you can say it, but bueno, in the middle of, like, algo que estaba bien chévere y bien excitante. No, we need to sit here and just have Sag explain us about stuff. Y ya digo que pues volvemos otra vez a, a Batman going batshit y qué tiene que hacer ahora. Oh, no, the, 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 the scientists are, are in danger. Pues vamos para allá, vamos allá. Y pues, okay, está bien. We have to go back and forth on, on like, exp uh, exploratory shit. And I have to give you action or Steppenwolf talking as if Maldita sea, he really has a huge heart on on dark side. Come here, please, senpai, notice me, please. <laughs> yeah, okay, senpai. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Okay, si si me buscas la otra box, pues dale, cabrón, te lo mamo. Dale, vamos. He's like, yes, senpai will notice I, you. Okay. I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with again these because these are normal train of thoughts. But uh, it's funny that a lot of people, it's like. And this is just a, a, a bit of a realization in mm. film in general. People nowadays just want action, especially with superhero films. All they want is like, Acho, give me baddie with hero fight, right? Mm. And I'm not saying that you're this kind of person. No. But a lot of people are. And it's like, they, they things like these happen like, oh, why does... And I know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump you in here, and I know you don't, might not be ready for this, but it's like, oh, why does Steppenwolf care so much about Darkseid? I don't fucking care about that. Why does Superman is like, what is the deal with Lewis and Superman? What is that all about? Like, they don't take their time to understand what the deeper meaning is. People have gotten used to, like, que le mastiquen la película y se la den como la comida de Bifu. And mm. then you actually sit down and think about the bigger picture. And in a way that kind of bothers me. I don't like to say it much because, you know, filmmakers get this bad rep where they're like, oh, you don't get it. But, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like that. It's like there's a deeper meaning that you just have to kind of try and find. But a lot of people don't want that. A lot of people just want like, here, this is mashed potatoes that I chewed up for you so that you can understand. It's, it's kind of annoying a little bit. But, but you, you may carry on with your discourse. Um, <laughs> no, I, la, kind of fast forward a little bit. The cyborg one is one of my favorite parts. It got stretched a little bit. It's not just one scene. When I say that, that the movie is long, see it larga in just like the, 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 the length of it. Season cuatro horas. Um, pero diría tres y media or even three, pero también you would basically have to like desglosar completamente la película and just tratar de desmeluznar which scenes would you even cut que no corten el, el contexto, which is kind of tough porque, again, a lot of it of the movie is a lot of context. So, you know, don't don't take out the most, uh, some important stuff or or an important uh, dialogue. Porque no me gustó. Yeah. Porque hace sintió muy larga. See, that's why I, I would want it. Pero pues, 
how would I do it? Because most of it, lo más que yo puedo decir, y yo sé que no cambia tanto, is Zach's trademark of slow mowing, it doesn't bother me, pero es que you come to just expect that. Entonces, I've always said, chévere, que tú quieras tirar eso. Like, I'm not here como que, like, critiquing much, much more of your filmmaking, pero para él, como que, like, if, like, the thir 30th fucking time on this four-hour movie, tú me tiras, tú me sigues tirando más lomo, brother, como que, okay, just, like, <laughs> cut it, like, kill the fucking whatever the fuck you want me to kill or whatever. There's, like, oh, God, there's, digo, end it now, quick. There's some bits that have this slow-mo that it, it's just, like, I understand slow-mo in some areas, for claro. sure, of course, yeah. pero... Yeah, no, I'm not gonna, there, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what bits. I think there was a moment, and I can't remember who pointed it out for me. So when I saw it again, I was like, ah, what the fuck? Donde, <laughs> when uh, Flash is going to do that resume, you know, that uh, job interview, and everything, uh -huh. the dog barks at him, and Zack Snyder slows it down, and I'm like, dog, chill. It's just a dog. No, it's just a dog. You know, no. But in that in that scene, the reason he slows it down is because that's the way Flash is interpreting it. That's why you see that he backs, like he backs up really quickly, and he's already opened the door because that was his reaction towards it. Mm -hmm. That that slow mo there, that's what that intends. But and again, then, I, what what I wanted to say is that I do agree. Like yes, definitely, there's a lot of slow mo, but that is his signature thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, that's just I his thing. ¿Qué más puedo decir? Uh, Wonder Woman se come. Uh, I, I've always said que Gagado is, is, yeah. is Wonder Woman. Perfect. Para mí lo mismo que She's puedo perfect. decir que lo mismo que puedo decir RDJ is Iron Man. Yo uh, uh, Steve Rogers. Uh, I, Chris Evans is Captain America. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Like, those are perfect casting y yo no puedo ver a ninguna otra persona que no sean ellos. Y Gagado Slaps, God. I just have to say it. But like, I really sent for this uh, for this woman. E... Rightfully so. But like a Wonder great. Woman is, is a, other than just other side of all películas de DCU, mind you. Because like, I don't want to say DC because I know if you say DC, but también puedes decir the Batman movies of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Que si Superman 1, 2, 3, and 4 from the 70s and 80s. I'm going to say DCEU because from Man of Steel onward, Those were the DC movies that I'm going to be referring. So, out of those movies, but Wonder Woman 1, a pretty great movie. So, Mano, I really tried that this movie was a movie that I can say, hey, finally, another movie that can, like, be the same decency as Wonder Woman. And it is. And However, it, it just basically does the bare minimum of what the original theatrical is. So that's why I can kind of say like a backhead compliment. Yes, it's good. But it should have been this. Which, again, you know, due to the circumstances, no se pudo. Because, again, we're kind of saying, oh, yeah, what happened? What happened, Sag? Why couldn't you make that? Yeah, around the time this happened. But he had a, tra a family tragedy. So... Yeah, it was very difficult yeah. for him to even do that. <laughs> On top of that, and I and I, yo lo dialogué con esto OJ hoy. Um, it would have been even more difficult for Warner Bros. to kind of not suspend it, pero como que pues darle darle el espacio a Zack y como que you know when he's ready he could like retake it. 
when exactly. you take it would have been difficult uh, as a company because you know they had to meet quotas and had to meet deadlines to the Samuela. and also it was very it, again setting this timepiece 2017 wasn't the Avengers movie it was 2018 the only Marvel movie that you put to see the 2017 I think it was the first Spider-Man which was in June and then Justice League that movie was supposed to be in November which competed with Ragnarok. If they would have to, yeah. if they were to move it, pues estarías compitiendo con o Black Panther or Infinity War. So yeah, they were kind of a weird pickle of just like, oh shit, like if we give more time to him, then you know, se va a trazar la película. Therefore, we have to get, you know, we have to restructure this entire uh, production and marketing and stuff. So it was like a, a, you know, it's a very difficult, no matter how you put it. So I had to, you know, we have. What we have in 2017, and I think that Zach basically took this and said, "Okay, papi, I'm going to go to Hong. Esta es la película, pa 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 pa, dialogando completamente la película, and it actually works." I'll still say that Lois <laughs> is a very goddamn like best, uh, strongest uh, Justice Leaguer, maldita sea. He can, she can single-handedly deal with with Superman, not even by doing fucking anything. It's just her. She can just say hi. Samabicho basically goes on his knees and says, okay. Why do people hate this so much? This is what I mean. Like, the don't understand the bigger message. It's like, guys, I understand the message. Here's the thing I understand the message. I'll still say that. Why does it bother you so much? Because Superman is a fucking simp, cabrón. Maldita sea. Out of everyone who's a a benevolent god, this bitch comes in and just goes, como que. I shouldn't be killing. I'm not gonna blame you for this. I shouldn't be killing. I'm gonna blame society. I'm gonna blame society for this shit. Okay. Fucking asshole came up with a fucking word sin. If this word wouldn't be here, no (laughs) one would be fucking complaining about this bullshit. Okay. Literally. So this has nothing to do with simping. This is just the fact that a god or the uh, the uh, the portrayal of a god, this alien. Who looks human, acts human, but isn't human. He doesn't need to do any of these things. He doesn't <laughs> need to be a hero. And the only person in the world that actually makes him human is Lewis. And not even person. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that makes him human is Lewis Lane. So this is why it's so crucial when he sees her, he's like, he's not like, oh, I'm back. He's just like, I remember you. So I'm going to grab you and leave because I'm fucking lost. I don't know what the <sighs> fuck is going on. And then as he's flying away, they, yeah, he remembers the farm and he takes her there. But even there, he, she, he's slowly remembering stuff. Oh, simp. I'm I sorry. Know that, I, I know you <laughs> hate it. I still, it's I'm sorry. Oh, it's que para mí, it's it's a bit comical. Because like everything was so como que tense y con el diablo cabrón. Este rogue, rogue Superman. Holy fucking shit. Y viene Lois ahí. Mira. Tranquilizate, chico, que la que hay. Look at me, look at me. All right, it's all good. Hey, it's let's good. go. It's let's just... go on the farm and, oh, and smash. You know how much I've been waiting for your kryptonite dick to be inside me? Just tranquilizate. That's what I hate, dude. Honestly, that's what I hate. It's, it, I, I know it's funny in a way, but a lot of people take this to heart, and it pisses me off. Claro, it's claro. Like, hey, I, bella, exacto. I'm just here, like, j- joshing around, just like a... Hey, I'm joshing around. Yeah, I know, no, I, I know you're joking. Again, like the like, like our podcast suggests, it's not that serious, all right? Like, exactly, exactly. I know you're I know you're just no. joking around, but I know a lot of people who take this information to heart, and I'm like, why are you like this? It's like they they like to ruin 
everything for everyone. Uh-huh. It's like what pisses you off, Luis. It's like the super toxic fanboys. Same. And I'm like, uh... you can't, you can't hate, like, a movie because people like you saw one guy on the internet be like, Diablo, Justice League, Zack Snyder, like literally brought my mom back to life. Yeah, and Luis just gets pissed at that, and he's like, "This movie sucks." I'm like, dude, dude ass fuck. It. It's like you just saw one comment on Twitter about a guy, and uh, Luis is like, "That's enough." That's but to, enough. but I guess to like some, you know, the entirety of it, um, the final act uh, works way better <clears throat> than the theatrical one. Uh, Zach took out the goddamn fucking orange hue from it. Yes. Este, yes. The cinematography. I don't want to say I'm a big fan of the aspect ratio. I understand the reasoning for it, and it works in the context of it all. Este, you know, uno está acostumbrado a widescreen, you know, because the movies, por lo general, es así. Pero este works in the favor of how to tell the story. He, yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't mind it. It was kind of funny how... I still think it's kind of funny that HBO is like before... They give you a lot of description, like, yeah, the movie's at 4-3 because we want to honor Zack Snyder. Like, bueno, yeah. you weren't honoring him, <laughs> like, this entire run until this time, but okay, sure, you really honored this time, all right. But uh, it works yeah. well. At, uh, to be honest, yeah, and I, the reason that the, because I've met, I think I've, I've told you this, Luis, because mm-hmm. we've worked together, so yeah. you get to hear me, um, Gosh, gosh, no, no, Ben. He he hears me talk about what I learned in school and shit. So the reason that aspect ratios exist, there's a story to them. Obviously, the one three, the one three, yeah, the one three three three, one, which is the one Saki, was because by the time that televisions came to be, they were square, so they had to compress images from theaters to this. And that aspect ratio stuck around for a long time. They started making movies in that aspect ratio so that people, when they were home, they didn't get their movie cropped out. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the most recognized one is IMAX because everyone in their fucking god has TV. That's a flat screen TV. And when they go to theaters, they have this awesome fucking big screen. So IMAX became very popular and people love it. And I do too. But when someone chooses that aspect ratio it's not because you don't make that decision every decision every visual artistic decision is made to complement the story mm-hmm. so for example louis you who have seen um the lighthouse that movie is also in that aspect ratio i think actually it's a bit smaller and that movie is amazing in the case of the lighthouse though i think it's made thank you olivia she she doesn't like that I talk about the lighthouse. Uh, in the case of the lighthouse, uh, it, it's meant to look more like it. I, I remember it was it was filmed differently. It, it wasn't for IMAX formats. It was more to like no, was... look like like at the time of where this film would be like age appropriate. Oh. You know, like film. There you go. Like, yeah. An artistic yeah. an artistic reason. It's not because ah the other like really... An artistic reason. That's exactly it. Um, uh, another movie that won an Oscar or was nominated, uh, I don't remember, I think it won, it was the, the Grand Budapest Hotel. That was oh, also yeah. in a square, form, a square format. And it fits that narrative as well. 
So all of these things, all these choices, they're not because they like, because I just said, diablo, que me gusta esto. No, it, it has a purpose. Yes, exactly. So, nada, en verdad que, este, I guess, surrounded up, uh, we ends well, este. What's your rating? Hombre, That's what de, I want to know. I know, I know. We're no, setting no. up for what I what, what for the rating. At um. Oh, because I will say that what struck me struck me struck struck me. Wow, English struck me, struck me uh, okay. at the end, and is that the Flash, though. The comedic of the bunch found a better solution of the situation quickly and i'm like oh fantastic so you're understanding what's been going yes. on and it's when he goes literally the speed of sound the speed of light alone yeah. the speed of light he just goes back in time and goes to the point where he goes to uh, uh to cyborg and just like basically uh nullifies basically uh the the unity just saying that make my own future, make my own past type of thing. Me gustó esa línea. Este, visually, yeah, it's cool. Conversation yeah, visually, dad, super cool. Como todo se está como que going back. Como que tratando de, you know, not break. Almost like he's fixing the break. What's broken is just like fixing the fabric of reality. Oh, wow, that's, that shout's good. Me gusta. Obviously, slow-mo, po pocas cosas, vuelve. And verdad, it's like a mix of everything just to create the, 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 the environment of, what's, of what is really going on, of just the immense power that Barry Allen has. I will continue to say this. This man is fucking dangerous, all right? If you thought Superman in his black suit is fucking like OP, you have not seen Barry Allen. This man is a menace to society, the fabric of reality and time, all right? This man is like having a hissy fit or whatever and says, fuck you. I'm going to kill you when you were, I want to kill you where you least expect it and just like goes back in time and kills you when you were born. See, papi, you could probably do that. So, nada. Barry, Barry hace lo lógico. Fix it. Este, decapitate Steppenwolf in the most Zack Snyder way. Yo, diablo, fuck. Hell. Yeah, that was looks, uh, uh, the Justice League looks as dark side in the eye and like, okay. Cool shot there. I dig it. And then I the whole it. like riding off in the sunset ends. The epilogue to shorten it is just um, a recollection of, you know, later on after those okay, events. Uh, yeah, the recollection of those events. Me gusta que Cyborg fixes the, the recorder somehow and gets, to re and gets to hear what his dad had for him because in yeah. the movie... Uh, around the the cyborg part, he breaks it when he was when the dad was talking as a father, which I like the whole notion that a cyborg has extreme father issues and kind of is gonna listen to his old man. I think he listens to him, and it's yeah. pretty cool. Ties in with the entirety of it all. Um, Emma, uh, the whole setting up of just the Justice League because then uh, Wonder Woman and Batman goes to like this place and like oh it seems. We can fit more people here. Like, aha, the Hall of Justice. All right, yeah. yes, more. Este... I mean, that wasn't that was in that was in the Whedon cut as well. So I know, but I'm like, ah, the, yes. Most people don't remember, but yes, it was there. It was there. So entonces yeah, qué más? Um, then the 
not a post credit, but uh, then the dream sequence type of thing with, with when you know living as a shoddy Batman. When even though he never said that, but uh, it's <laughs> funny. Um, thank God he didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. No, thank God. Uh, actually, thank God he really didn't. And you know, Joker basically pressed Batman hard, very hard. I, I would say because you know. Basically says Jason Todd, but uh, he he says Jason Todd, but not in like verbatim. He just basically just says, "Yeah, man, you really fucked things up, huh?" And you're you're the only one who doesn't pay. Interesting. It, it, funny how things go, you know. Which for Joker to say that makes sense because he's the only person that I can that I can say can really get into Batman's skin, and he and he knows he's right. Because sure. Mm-hmm. Este, Cyborg le puede decir cuánta mierda, Flash le puede decir cuánta mierda, but it isn't until like Joker, who basically is a one-to-one for, for them. I've always said that Joker and Batman are just one of the same somehow. But a Joker yeah. can, can really get to him in a way that you would think, oh, he's a villain. Why the hell would he listen to him? No, because Joker is actually right about most things that Batman has done. Exactly. And in this one, se lo dice a todo un cabrón. The reason why this shit is happening is because you're dumbass. And you're not paying the consequences. How is it that everyone else can die, but not you? You're going to get fuck, man. So, me gusta. Uh, what's bittersweet, and I guess I'll close this off and tell the rating, is that here's where my hate kind of dwindles un poco because I've always wanted the DCU to be maybe not as successful as the MCU, but at least entertaining, and I can at least watch a MCU on a, on May and then be excited for like a September and October release of a DC movie. You're going to say, finally, I can watch both. I'll get enjoyment out of it. I haven't seen that because, but, aquí donde vamos, whether this was like a SAG problem or a Warner Brothers problem, we can basically deduce that it's just a Warner Bros. and a, just a, a studio meddling in the highest capacity. And we've seen that with Sony and, and Spider-Man, but this one hits different because, bro, you had an entire fan base that loathed your original, entre comillas, original vision of one movie. And you needed a ton of hashtags, a ton of, you know, pressure from the actors, from production crews, from big names, like not, not, not just the actors, but big names in Hollywood to tell you, yo, Give my man a give my man a shot. Bring you know the, the, the actual version to life. The Warner Bros caved, I have to say it. They caved to the pressure. They caved, yo, maybe this can work out. It seems like it's working. What's bittersweet is that I think SAG has found his peace with it with it all by him just showing this and maybe potentially not wanting to actually make his supposed sequels that was going to fit into this uh, world. Um, because I actually would have wanted to see it, but I feel like it's too little too late because, you know, you waited four years for the original one. Then you've had an entire decade from 2010 onward of how do we compete with the MCU? Okay, we can do this. We can do that. We can add more jokes. Aha, funny jokes, fart, fart jokes. Guess he at the... Let's make it more. <laughs> let's make it more colorful, like the MCU. They they tried so hard to be someone they're not, and not let just the story tell it all. Because again, the convolution that 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 Sai can do, he'll explain it in in due time. Porque le encanta tomarse su fucking sweet time. Pero lo hace. 
Like he, he, he's capable of doing that. It's just, I said, man, he really takes that, that long time to just explain to me that water is wet. No, he needs to give me like a soliloquy of like biblical proportions. By the way, water is wet. Ah, of course. Thank you for the three hour soliloquy to just tell me this. But <laughs> like he's capable of doing a cohesive story. But, you know. To finish it off, I was debating on whether to give this a seven for the sake of being the bare minimum of the original, but I'm going to go with an eight because it is an enjoyable movie for fans. And I think to myself that this movie isn't for me to, in okay, I can enjoy this movie and not be a dick about it, but I also shouldn't be a dick about anyone else. That was actually waiting for this to happen. Um, and the reflection of, of this entirety was that I have been hard on SAG because my emphasis on, on good movies is that, man, give me your best. And I felt until this movie that he wasn't giving me his best. Man of Steel was eh, okay. BBS, yeah, BBS, okay. BBS, pues ya lo que pasa con BBS. So that was like, Mano, come on, man. Like, I don't want to hate you because, like, it's funny or because, oh, people le gusta. Ah, pues yo, I, I don't want to be that guy que, le, que la gente le gusta lo popular. And I'm here like, meh, that is stupid. I don't like it. I don't want to be that guy. I actually want to enjoy it. God damn it. And he finally did it. Um, y nada. Whatever happens in the future, whether they actually do, whether Warner Bros. actually say, hey, Sag, we were kind of fucking wrong this entire time. Would you consider being involved in this and maybe do Justice League 2 somehow? We'll see. Uh, they kind of prep. To, I would love that. They, see, they would, they, you know, they kind of basically have a, como que, está abierto. I think the ending really was very open, especially... At least the last last shot que este ay este Martian Manhunter and Batman como que oh you united wow it's interesting uh, I wanna be I wanna be in too y el como que alright cool okay. yo okay <laughs> we'll call you when when stuff happens you know so I was like okay it's kind of like a setup to potentially but it's wild to me that you know the, the DCU kinda Started around 2010, 2011, so almost a year, uh, almost a decade. But some, some mediocre slash decent movies have hit. But yeah, I can say without a doubt, it was just a lot of uh, studio interfering and, and I guess not taking risks. I feel like Warner Bros. really wanted to try in the Marvel uh, and yeah, they were trying to compete. Exactly. Yeah. They wanted it to be like, oh, see, si Marvel puede hacer, pues yo lo puedo hacer. Not necessarily because the stories aren't similar. And you, we've debated this. I think that, that DC really has a better story and how it fits. If you want to put it in today's society, you can do that. You can make Superman be depressed about not having his stimulus check. You could do that. Why not? Why the fuck not? So. It worked. La Merleca, pues, I some some big head in, in Warner Bros. were like, no, eso está muy arriesgado. La gente no la va a gustar. Como si me supieran. Este, Exacto. Se puede ser otra. I think 
I mean, I think, I think like the, the geek or like the comic book culture thinks como que, ah, yo hablé con una persona que le gusta los cómics y me dijo que no le gustaría. I'm like, you're assuming one person is like the entirety of a fandom. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're generalizing, I guess on a conversation or maybe a, a subreddit or whoever the fuck you, you read that, that review, you're kind of generalizing that not a lot of people will watch it. Y pues, esa es el miedo. I think Warner Brothers was scared to do something different or to do something themselves and try to be una réplica de otra, de otra entidad. And it doesn't work. Punto. Zack wanted to be Kevin Feige slash everything, eh, everything, directing, <laughs> producing, whatever. Que está bien. Oye, son, that's a big responsibility. And I felt that he was capable of doing that. I just felt like as long as he lets other people to at least try, then perfecto. But having the God complex, that he has sometimes, on just me, 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 and I know how to do this, like, let other people do it. And that's why Wonder Woman worked well, the second one, but hit or miss, but whatever. Aquaman worked fine. Shazam no la he visto, pero he visto que was a very good, decent movie. Y fue chévere como fue. So it, DC is capable of making movies, goddammit, but I don't understand por qué I was so succumbed till this point. Why is it that they were so scared of doing something themselves? They were so adamant of being Marvel this, Marvel that, este funny this, high vibrant scenes like that, you know? To be yourself, este, haz algo que me like, that captures me. I don't really, don't baby me and be like, this is a DC movie, but you know, it's like, it's almost like a mask and <laughs> think, yeah, it's, it's like Marvel, right? No, you're DC. Stop lying to yourself. Stop wearing a mask and being pretending you're something you're not. You're something who, who you really are. And nah, I'm like, eh, it's a ride, I'm like, Fantastic. It's a ride. That. It's an 8 out of 10 in the... SOC, it's an 8 out of 10 in the standards of the DCU. I will put it on... on yeah, of Kind of on top. It's, it's almost like a 1A, 1B situation where Wonder Woman and Zack Snyder's Justice League are like kind of like there. They're both mm -hmm. enjoyable movies compared to the rest of the movies. Este, so, lo voy a poner así. I'm not going to go... Oh, pero en comparación a Marvel, I'm not going to do that because this isn't the place. And I really didn't want to do that in the, at, at all when I was watching this movie. I really wanted to watch it as a movie, a DC movie that, that people have been wanting to see. And I've been interested to, to see. It, it works. It fixes everything. Everything that just ruined, and see, he ruined, and it, it captured me. It's a bit long. You can deal with that as you could. Maybe you can actually watch, let's say, yo, part one, two, and three, para, después, o en un ratito, ves part four and five. You can do that. You can do it sometimes episodically también. In this movie, kind of. There's actually, there's actually a site that tells you how to watch them. Oh, okay. I'll put meta. So, it's very interesting. But, I'm going to see if I can. Yeah, I think it was you watched part one and two. And you watched part three, and it was very interesting. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Okay, because I mean, también yo creo que fue como al principio it was it was supposed to be a mini series, and then they said no, it's a movie now. Yo, oh, but okay. Oh, okay. Pero you know, oh, it's okay. still cutting parts. And it's still cutting parts, pero lo bueno es que por lo menos at least how you watch it, they give you como que el, el not the sta the timestamp, but they give you like the little. Symbol, they say, okay, de aquí a aquí, part one, de aquí a aquí, yeah. part two. So you can kind of visually see, como que, 
again, you can watch que se yo, one, part one and part one and two. Ah, mira, un oh, break. Wait, so, un I break. found it. Okay. So you have your prologue, which is the first nine minutes. Mm -hmm. That's on day one. The part two, you watch on day one as well. And you watch um, part two, The Age of Heroes, also on day one. After this, say, take the rest of the day off and think about what you've done, Justice League were soup in the morning. <laughs> um, part three, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son, that's on day two. You get uh, part four, Change Machine. And then, all right, go get some sleep. You're going to need it. The Snyder Cut ends tomorrow. Part five, All the King Horses. And then that's obviously day three. And then part six, Something Darker on day three. And, of course, you finish it off with the epilogue, A Father Twice Over. It's also on day three. That's how I found it on a website, inverse.com. They have like how to watch everything and they actually have how long each thing is. Like the longest one is obviously part three, which is 45 minutes, which is my favorite part. It's 40 minutes, my bad, not 45, 40 minutes. So honestly, it was just so good. Actually, no, the longest part was the last part, something darker. 45 minutes, that was the longest part. Mm -hmm. So there you go, guys. Again, look, we're surprised. We're all shocked by Luis's answer, and I hope <laughs> I hope you guys I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I'm 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 happy. I'm grateful. I said it in my I said it in one of the analysis. Like I thank uh, Zach for giving us what he did. Hmm? He really did show us what he wanted, and he succeeded. And it is a very enjoyable film to this day that is canon for me 2017 pretty much doesn't exist anymore this is the this is the movie um we didn't look we're sorry stick to what you know and you know stop over sexualizing women as well that's Please. the thing you should do god damn it take mom that's why i love about this wonder woman it's like badassery i'm like yes exactly exactly this is what i love to see fuck this yeah but uh yeah if you guys want more content of like more Justice League, I guess we can try and make more of this. Other than that, you can catch us on YouTube where we'll be talking about other stuff and tune in next week when we have another episode, hopefully. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening in and uh, see you on the next episode. Bye.